Hello, everyone, and welcome to the RB32 preseason team preview series. My name is Mike Randall. You can follow me at Randall Rant on Twitter. Today is the Minnesota Vikings preview of the 2018 hashtag RB32 team preview series, which is a special edition of Rotoviz Radio. I'll be joined in just a few moments by Chris Thomason, who covers the Vikings and the NFL for the St. Paul Pioneer Press. You can follow him on Twitter at Chris Thomason. But before we get started, I want to let all you know that as a listener to this podcast, you can save yourself 30% on a Rotoviz NFL pass at rotoviz.com forward slash podcast. That subscription will give you access to all of our NFL content and tools. And best of all, it does help support the pod. For those of you who don't know, Rotoviz is a sports data and analytics site that publishes over a thousand articles per year and has a suite of more than 20 proprietary apps. Please go to rotoviz.com to check out the site. Again, our guest today is Chris Thomason from the St. Paul Pioneer Press. In this episode, talks about the expectations on quarterback Kirk Cousins, the backfield roles of both Dalvin Cook and Latavius Murray, and why the receiving core is such a key barometer for the Vikings' success this season. After the interview, we'll take a few minutes to think about what Chris said and take a closer look at the Vikings' offensive playmakers using some of these great apps at Rotoviz. And now, let's bring on the guest. We are pleased to welcome to the show Chris Thomason, who covers the Minnesota Vikings and NFL for the St. Paul Pioneer Press. Please make sure to follow him on Twitter at Chris Thomason. Chris joins us for a few minutes here on the hashtag RV32 Road of His Radio team preview series to cover the Minnesota Vikings. Chris, thanks so much for a few minutes. How you doing? Hey, doing well. Thanks for having me. Well, Chris, we'll start with the game last night, sort of like the big dress rehearsal before the season starts. Vikings beat the Seahawks 21-20 at home. Why don't you talk about what you saw there, some things that really stood out. Well, it was an aerial circus for Kirk Cousins. He threw 28 times in the first half of a preseason game, the most he's ever thrown in a preseason game in his career. And four times he didn't even throw 28 times in a complete regular season game last year. But uh, he completed 17, and yeah, I think he had a passer rating of 79.8, which is not super great. But uh, overall, it was positive considering the first-team offense had struggled the previous week, John DeFilippo, the offense coordinator, had come out and said he called a bad game the previous week against Jacksonville when they lost 14-10. to And the offense showed strides in the 21-20 to victory. They got running back Dalvin Cook back for a couple snaps. He had a 20 ACL last year, but he's doing fine. They got a couple of offensive linemen back. And Mike Rimmers and Rashad Hill from ankle injury. So overall, you know, it wasn't spectacular by any means, but it generally uh, was a positive uh, night for the Vikings. Yeah, let's get your thoughts on, on John Filippo. He's the first-year offensive coordinator replacing Pat Shermer, who did a fantastic job, of course, with the Vikings. He was there for a few years. Filippo did call plays with the Browns a couple of years ago, but he's been a quarterback's coach and has had a lot of success. How has the offense looked so far under Filippo, and, and what do you think we're going to see this year? Well, it looked great out of the gates in the first preseason game. The first team marched 75 yards down the field. Kirk Cousins threw a touchdown pass with 4-4, four four, and, hey, everything looks great. And then, of course, it took a big step back the second week and settled in a little bit more in week three. But a lot's going to come down to the offensive line. I mean, they have very little depth on the line. They've had injuries. Um, The Jacksonville game, which I mentioned, they only had one of their projected starters starting in that game. They've lost Nick Easton for the season with a neck injury. Remmers and Hill, as I mentioned, have had ankle injuries. That offline, the center, has remained on the physically unable to perform list. 
throughout training camp as he comes back with shoulder and ankle injuries. You know, Elfline, they're hopeful, will uh, soon be ready, but there's not a lot of depth in the line. I think the five starters they're counting on, if there's no injuries, they'll be okay. But if they have some more injuries on the line, that could be ugly. You know, there was a big hurdle cleared with Dalvin Cook. It was his first post-surgery debut, came in, actually got tackled, which I know is a big deal to get get over that hurdle. He was he was great through the first three-plus games last year for the Vikings. Then he got hurt, of course, out for the season. Latavius Murray still there. He got a lot of work last night, got a touchdown. Talk about the backfield touch distribution. How do you think this is going to go for, for Cook and Murray? Well, they, they're calling themselves 1-2, as in a 1-2 combo. Last year at the start of the season, Cook got almost all of the carries, but Latavius Murray was coming back from ankle surgery. Now they're both healthy at the same time. I mean, Cook is going to be the starter and get the bulk of the carries, but uh, I imagine that they're certainly not going to want to wear Cook out, and Latavius will uh, get his fair share of carries. He's had some positive moments in the preseason, a couple of 21-yard runs in the first game against Denver. His second game was a disaster. He fumbled twice, lost one. But uh, overall, I think uh, he'll get some carries, certainly, because they're not going to want to wear Cook out definitely early in the season. You know, Kirk Cousins signed that big contract, came to Minnesota. Uh, Case Keenum did a great job last year. Sam Bradford, of course, had success under Shermer two years ago, saying that completion percentage record for the season. So uh, talk about the expectations with Kirk Cousins. Saw an interview with him where he was getting asked a lot of questions. You know, the Vikings are super successful, and I, I would think that this would be sort of a Super Bowl year. This is what the target is. But you have a new quarterback. He's finally settled in here. He's got the multi-year deal, which he wasn't getting in Washington. So talk about Cousins, the expectations. And, and how he's been so far in the preseason? Well, the expectations are enormous because the defense in Minnesota, number one in the NFL, both scoring and total defense last year, there's few concerns regarding the defense. So the offense doesn't have to be spectacular, just has to be above average. And Kirk Cousins certainly has been at least an above average quarterback. So there is pressure. I mean, uh, some people are saying Cousins is the guy that's going to put him over the top with the Super Bowl, but I mentioned the offensive line. If they can't protect Cousins, that's a big problem. And the schedule's a lot tougher than it was last season when they went 13-3. and I mean, they wrote games at the Rams, at Philadelphia, at New England. Of course, you go to Green Bay every year. So, uh, put those uh, factors together. I mean, they should be good, but they might have to win on the road in the playoffs if they want to get to the Super Bowl. You know, and, and I think a key for Cousins is going to be his wide receiver. Stephon Diggs signed the big five-year extension. He's a real dynamic playmaker. Of course, last year, the, the incredible catch against the Saints, which was one of the highlight plays of the year. But you have Adam Thielen, of course, who's very underrated. He's been super consistent. And this, you know, third wide receiver battle here, uh, Kendall Wright, Laquan Treadwell. So talk about how the receivers look, what you think will be different this year with, with Cousins under center. And who do you think is going to step up for that third wide receiver role? Well, the wide receiver combo of Diggs and Thielen that you touched upon might be the best in the NFL, but they need to stay healthy. I mean, Diggs has, over the past couple of years, missed a few games each season. And uh, as the third receiver spot, I mean, I expect Laquan Treadwell to settle into that. He had three catches for 44 yards 
in the third preseason game, but still, he's got to show consistency in games. First round pick in 2016, he only has 21 catches in his first two seasons. Um, the rest of the cast, you mentioned Kendall Wright. I mean, he's done next to nothing in the preseason. He has one catch for nine yards. He also doesn't want, doesn't play special teams. Mike Zimmer sent kind of an ominous warning to him a few weeks ago saying, well, if you don't play special teams and you're a reserve wide receiver, you're not going to draft. So who knows if he's going to even make the team. And now I got a bunch of young guys competing for all those other spots. Chad Beebe, son of the former pro Don, looked very good last night. Five catches, 59 yards, including the winning touchdown pass on fourth and 15 late in the game in the final minute, a 25-yarder. But He's an undrafted rookie, so even if he makes the team, it's hard to count on him for regular duty. So uh, there's a lot of questions at wide receiver after the top two guys, Diggs and Thielen. You know, two years ago, tight end Kyle Rudolph had 83 receptions, seven touchdowns. Last year, 57 receptions, eight touchdowns. Cousins has had a lot of success w- with his tight end in Washington. How do you think D. is going to deploy Kyle Rudolph? I mean, he's such a reliable red zone target and he's produced so well. Do you see him returning more to his 2016 form or just keep the super efficient form that he had last year in 2017? Uh, maybe kind of in between that. I mean, he caught a lot of balls two years ago just because the offensive line was absolutely horrific and Sam Bradford just dinked and dunked with short passes and a lot of them were to Kyle Rudolph. But uh, John DeFilippo loves the tight end. He's got a great tight end history. I mean, certainly Zach Ertz last year as well. But he also likes some more depth with the tight ends. Last uh, three years, other than Rudolph, no Vikings tight end has caught 11 or more passes in a season. And I think they need another tight end to step up and help Rudolph maybe by catching some balls. I mean, David Morgan is more of a blocker, but maybe he'll improve his receiving. I got a rookie, Tyler Conklin, who's kind of known more as a receiver, but he's not much of a blocker. So, uh, I think in a perfect world, DeFilippo's history is he spreads it around to multiple tight ends and would love to do it if he could in Minnesota. You know, you mentioned this before. Uh, the Vikings defense is sort of the foundational piece of this team. It, it was the best in the league last year. It's going to be right there again. They added Sheldon Richardson in the offseason to go with Everson Griffin, Linville Joseph. Uh, this defense looks to be right at the top of the league again, I would think, and, and would be sort of be the, the foundation piece that guides the success every game, I would think, right? Yeah, uh, I would agree with that assessment. And they also added George Iloka, a safety signing a minimum contract last Wednesday. But it's worth noting that the Vikings last season were incredibly fortunate with injuries on defense. They hardly had any injuries on defense. And in terms of their starting 11 on defense, it's hands down the uh, best in the NFL. But there are some depth issues, especially a linebacker. Mike Zimmer came out this past week and said flat out we don't have enough depth at linebacker. I mean they got two top guys in Anthony Barr and Eric Kendricks, but if one of those guys should suffer an injury, there's not a lot behind that. So uh the key then is um for them to stay healthy. If they do again, there's no doubt they will have uh a very top defense, might even be number one in both categories yet again. 
Chris, we really thank you for a few minutes. I just got one more question, then we'll let you go. So play soothsayer here. You have a Vikings team that is forecasted to be one of the best in the NFC, one of the best in the across the nation. You have uh, the AFC East, of course. You have the NFC West. You talked about their schedule. Uh, they open it up at home against San Francisco. With Kirk Cousins here, with this top defense and, and the offensive playmakers, Dalvin Cook returning, what do you think is going to be the season this year for the Vikings? How do you think they're going to end up in the regular season and the playoffs? Well, I um, think uh, there's certainly it's going to be tough to win 13 games again this year because of the schedule. I think they could probably win 12 and certainly absolutely 11 at the very minimum. So perhaps a team with an easier schedule is going to have a uh, home field. And uh, as I noted before, the Vikings might need to win on the road to make the Super Bowl. And... Uh, Check back with me in January, and I'll give you a prediction on that one. Fair enough, folks. That's Chris Thomason covers the Vikings and the NFL for the St. Paul Pioneer Press. Please follow him on Twitter at Chris Thomason. Chris, thanks for a few minutes. Good luck this season, and we'll look to catch up with you during the season as well. Sounds good. Thanks a lot. That was Chris Thomason, who covers the Vikings and the NFL for the St. Paul Pioneer Press. When we return, we'll take a few minutes to consider what Chris said. As you know, the NFL season is quickly approaching. Get ready for it with a subscription to a Rotoviz NFL Pass, which you can get right now for 30% off. This discount is for listeners of the podcast only, and it's available through the NFL Podcast homepage, rotoviz.com forward slash podcast. Your subscription gives you unlimited access to all of our NFL content and tools, and best of all, it helps support the pod. Again, be sure to get your 30% discount for an NFL Pass at rotoviz.com forward slash podcast. We thank Chris Thomason of the St. Paul Pioneer Press for joining us here in the RV32 team preview series to talk about the Minnesota Vikings. It's great talking to Chris. Gave us a lot of insight, of course, on what should be one of the best teams in the NFL this season. Listen, last year the Vikings were 13-3. and They had Case Keenum at quarterback, and, and, and that was certainly doing it with smoke and mirrors to a certain extent because I put a tweet out actually earlier this, this offseason talking about how Case Keenum had 3,464 total career passing yards from 2014 to 2016. And last year with Minnesota, he had 3,547 passing yards. So he surpassed his three-year passing yard total in just one season in Minnesota. And it was a great season. Played fantastic. The big win at home over New Orleans. So this is a team that has Super Bowl expectations. Super Bowl or bust, really. That's what they're looking for. And it all starts with Kirk Cousins. They brought Kirk Cousins in on this three-year, $84 million deal, and the reason they did that is for consistency. And Kirk Cousins, as Chris mentioned, has certainly been an above-average quarterback. He's been better than that. However, when he was in Washington the last three seasons, as he went, the team went. I took a look at the Team Splits app, one of the great apps here on Rotoviz. have a great suite of apps that you can analyze data from different teams. And I took a look at how Washington performed in the three seasons that Kirk Cousins was a starting quarterback when he threw two interceptions or more. Now, before you dismiss this, you're probably going to sit there and say, well, any team isn't going to do well when their quarterback throws two interceptions. It's not exactly true. There's plenty of times when a quarterback has two turnovers, two interceptions, and the team still ends up playing well. But in Washington, that was not the case. There were 37 games where Cousins threw less than two interceptions. 
37 out of 44, which is very impressive, by the way. There's your consistency. But there were seven times from 2015 to 2017 where the Redskins had a game where Cousins threw two interceptions or more. They never won any of those games. Their winning percentage otherwise was 59%. Points per drive went from 1.26 when Cousins threw two or more interceptions to 2.25. Their points for, this was dramatic, go from 15.7 to 25.6. Now listen, you know there have been many situations, Deshaun Watson comes to mind last year, where quarterbacks put significant points up despite turning the ball over. That was not the case in Washington. So they're hoping that Cousins can just be reliable, not do too much. He's certainly not a match the game quarterback. He's much better than that. But with this defense, which is what Chris referenced as well, he is not going to have to do a heck of a lot. It was the top defense statistically by a lot of measures last year in the NFL, and they brought in Sheldon Richardson. And if you look at their draft as well, they spent a fourth round pick on a defensive end, Jalen Holmes from Ohio State, and they spent a sixth round pick on the defensive tackle, Aruna from Tulane, and a seventh round pick on Downs, linebacker from California. So they have made this defense even better. With Mike Zimmer, it's certainly going to be a focal point and a foundational piece of the success of the team, but that's what Kirk Cousins has to concentrate on. He cannot turn the ball over. When he did in Washington, they lost, and that's what's going to really hurt this Vikings team. But if they just get above average quarterback production, and Cousins will have those games where he throws three or four touchdowns, no doubt, but as long as he minimizes those turnovers and has a very safe season, much like Derek Carr had two years ago with the Raiders, uh, that's the season that they need from Cousins, and if they get that, they're going to be right back at that 13 and 3 number. Now, the second thing I wanted to talk about was the running back touches. So let's take a look at my favorite fantasy football app here on rotaviz.com. This is a big draft week, redraft fantasy football week coming up here. So this is an app that you need. You should take a look at it. It's called Projection Machine. And I'm able to look at the Vikings and make estimates on how I think all of the offensive players are going to perform. So the first thing I looked at here with the Vikings is two years ago, they had 588 pass attempts and only 380 rushing attempts. That was back in the 2016 season. Last season, they had 520 27 passing attempts and 501 rushing attempts, almost a 50-50 balance. One of the few teams in the NFL that was that close, 51% pass, 49% rush. This year, I expect it to be a little more pass heavy, so I expect it to tilt a little bit more, but not dramatically, because remember, 49% rushing percentage last year, rushing attempts, that was without Dalvin Cook for most of the season. So certainly I think that number is going to be high as well. I just think his receiving ability and Kirk Cousins' passing ability, it's going to make the offense willing to take some more chances, take some more short passes. So I have them projected for 550 passing attempts and 480 rushing attempts. And if you look at my projections here, if we go through it, let's start with the receivers and then we'll end with Kirk Cousins. For Dalvin Cook, last year Dalvin Cook in his small sample size was getting five yards a carry. So as you increase the variance and you increase the amount of games he plays, more than likely that number is going to decrease. But I kept it around 4.7 because he was certainly very impressive last year. I'm going to give him six rushing touchdowns. I'll give him 58 receptions on 83 targets. It seems very realistic if he plays, you know, certainly a whole year. But Latavius Murray isn't going any 
anywhere. And that's what Chris talked about, which I think is very important. He mentioned that one-two punch. I'm going to give Murray five rushing touchdowns to six for Dalvin Cook. I think he's going to be an issue. I have two receiving touchdowns for Latavius Murray. He is, you know, somewhat involved in the receiving game there. You're not always going to want Latavius Murray on the field and telegraph that you're going to be running the ball. So I can see him getting a couple catches, especially in close. And then three receiving touchdowns for Dalvin Cook. So just between those two running backs, because this team with Mike Zimmer certainly is going to want to run the ball. They have dynamic running backs. Murray's got to be one of the best backups in the entire NFL. I have 16 touchdowns there combined between all of them. And then we look at the receivers. I'm going to project Stefan Diggs to be healthy the entire season. And I know that that may be something that people struggle with. He's missed games each of the last few years, but he has played the majority of games. He hasn't missed as many as you think, but I certainly think he's going to be the lead receiver here. He got the big five-year contract. I'm going to give him 132 targets, which will be the most on the team, 88 receptions, 1,176 receiving yards, and I will give him the 10 receiving touchdowns. That will absolutely make him a dynamic wide receiver one, which is really where he belongs, and, and, and he has the talent to get there, certainly. I'm going to think Adam Thielen takes a step back for a variety of reasons. One, Keenum really loved hitting that slot receiver there. With Cousins coming in, it's going to be a new set of connections, so I, I think that it's reasonable to think that Thielen would take a step back with a different quarterback here. I don't think we can hope for a repeat of that 81 reception season, 1,276 yards last year, only four touchdowns. That's kind of where I'm headed here. I'll give him 77 receptions, 121 targets. I don't think he'll hit a 1,000 yards. I think he will be under, but I'll give him a little uptick in the touchdowns and give him five there as well. And the reason that I'm doing that is because I do think that wide receiver three position is going to be valuable. Laquan Treadwell certainly has the draft capital as the first round uh, pick a couple of years ago. And I think that he's going to take a step forward and, and had to do a decent job. Kendall Wright, as you heard Chris say, sort of falling out of favor here with the coaches, not playing special teams. So with Mike Zimmer, that's not going to fly. So I'll project Laquan Treadwell with 33 receptions for 356 yards, and I'll give him a touchdown. I think he'll just be enough to make a difference there and to start making some progress in this very, very explosive Vikings offense. And the other thing that he talked about, which I think was important, was Kyle Rudolph. The question with Kyle Rudolph is whether he is going to be the player he was two years ago when he had the 83 receptions, 840 receiving yards, and seven touchdowns, or more like the player he was last year with the lower receptions but the higher red zone usage. Only 57 receptions, 532 yards, and eight touchdowns. Chris's answer was very telling, and I think this is something that the fantasy community is missing here. People really love Kyle Rudolph or they're not sure about him. The answer is going to be in the middle. I don't don't think Kyle Rudolph is someone who's going to be back at that 80 reception plateau. He got 132 targets two years ago. That was in a different offense. There was no Dalvin Cook. Now you have explosive playmakers there on the outside with Diggs and Thielen. So I think that Kyle Rudolph actually takes a little bit of a step back from those numbers, probably be right around where he was last year, about 50 receptions or so. I put him in for 58, 537 yards, which is almost exactly where he was, and I'll give him six touchdowns, not eight. So a solid season for Kyle Rudolph, but not somebody that you're going to want to target as a tight end one in fantasy in sort of those mid-rounds where he's going. I just can't see Kirk Cousins supporting all of these fantasy targets, right? It's got to come from somewhere, and with a shaky offensive line, like Chris talked about, I think you're going to need 
Rudolph to do a little more blocking than receiving. And how does this all add up for Kirk Cousins, who has the pressure on him? I'll give him 3,845 passing yards, a 66% completion percentage, which is right in line with what he normally does, 27 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. Last three years, he's had 13, 12, and 11, so that's reasonable. And I'll give him two rushing touchdowns. He's had four, four, and five. He's had a lot of rushing touchdowns, but I just don't see the need when you have Dalvin Cook and you have Latavius Murray here. I, I think that you're going to want to keep him upright and certainly, you know, keep him uh, healthy. So I think that they're going to maybe ease off of Cousins doing as much runs, especially with a weak offensive line. You're going to want those short to intermediate routes and not have him running around there. So that's the projection for the Vikings. This is a big year for them. The defense is stout. They brought in a couple guys as well, and they have solid offensive playmakers. One of the most attractive fantasy offensive groups that you're going to find in all of the NFL. So it's really coming down to Kirk Cousins. If Kirk Cousins gives consistent play like he has in Washington, not only is he going to be good, not only are these options on the passing game going to be good, but the team as a whole is really going to be right back there and be a threat for the Super Bowl. And that's going to do it for the Vikings episode of the 2018 Hashtag RV32 Road of His Radio Team Preview Series. Again, our, our guest today was Chris Thomason from the St. Paul Pioneer Press. You can follow him on Twitter at Chris Thomason. My name is Mike Randall. You can follow me on Twitter at Randall Rant. We only got a few left here. We're finishing up the RV32 Team Preview Series. We know you love it. People are listening to it. And we, we think this is great advice for you as you move forward to your fantasy drafts in this big redraft week. Please make sure to tune in for the last couple. And of of course, follow the pod on Twitter at Rotoviz Radio. Thanks, folks, for tuning in. Thank you for listening to the 2018 Rotoviz Radio team preview series. Our assistant executive producer is Colin Kelly, and our executive producer is Matthew Friedman. Please rate and review the Rotoviz Radio podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. Contact us via email, rotovizradio at gmail.com, and follow us on Twitter at Rotoviz Radio. And remember, you can always support the pod by subscribing to Rotoviz at a 30% discount through the Rotoviz Radio homepage, rotoviz.com forward slash podcast.